Kia ora guys and welcome back to yet another Māori Millionaire podcast episode. Ko te kahukura points in tōku ingoa and I am your host for this podcast. A big thank you to Sharesies who are sponsoring today's episode. I'm stoked to be working with Sharesies because they make investing easy, accessible and inclusive for everyone, regardless of how much money you have. There's no minimum investment so you can get started with whatever you can afford. Plus, there's no jargon, Lots of brands to choose from. They give you tools to learn if you're just starting out on your investing journey. You can download the app or check them out at www.sharesease.nz. I'll be sharing a special offer for you at the end of today's episode. Kia ora e te whānau, no mai hoki mai ki Māori Millionaire. Today we have the honour and privilege of being able to speak with Tahana Tipit Tapsil, who's going to be uh, giving us an insight into his role and his mahi um, in terms of finance. So kia ora tahana, KTP here. Oh, kia ora hoa, uh, paina hope. Cool, did you want to share a bit about yourself and, and the mahi you do? Nohia koe? Yeah, yeah, paina. Uh, oh, kia ora koutou, uh, ngā kairungo, um, i rato i tēnei kōrero, uh, ko wai ahau, ko ngongo taha te maunga, Korotoroa nui a kahumata moimoi e te moana, ko te arawa te waka, ko ngati whakau e te iwi, ko whakau e te marai, te ihua te waka i maimake tūki tangarero, a ko tahana tipa taps o tokirunga, nō reira tēnā koutou, ko toku nei mahi i tēnei wā, ko au te Māori Investment Manager mō New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Yes, um, the um, Māori Investment Manager NZTE, or New Zealand Trade and Enterprise, and our kind of my role is to help Māori entities, so being iwi, hapu, Māori land trusts, um, Māori-owned or led companies, uh, raise capital from the private sector is is kind of my main role. And I think overarching all of it is um, just to really contribute to um, growing the Māori economy because I, I believe that, look, if the Māori economy grows, it's for the betterment of New Zealand. Mm. Kia ora. Uh, what's your role with Shizis at the moment? Yeah, so Shizis, I'm a future director, um, and the role as a future director is to attend all the board meetings, read all the board packs, uh, do everything that a normal board member will do. However, you don't vote on um, certain certain um, decisions at the board level, um, and you also don't have liability as a director, as, as a full-time director, as well. But this future director program is a really great gateway into experiencing what it actually means to be a director on a board and what it actually takes, you know, what what is discussed at the board level, how is strategy set, how do you make a decision when you've got two opportunities, right? And you can only pick one from a board point of view and a governance point of view. How do you best decide which decision suits strategy? of the company, what decision best suits um, the culture of the company. Mm. Um, and then you have to always remember too, it's not necessarily what decision has the best financial return back to the company. It's also the social aspect as well. And it's pretty much around the brand as well. And is it does it fit the purpose? Um, mm. So it's, it's all these types of um, observations I'm making on the board as a future director and I'm really lucky to be a future director for Shizis, and it's just so awesome to learn from such a great board. Uh, so on the board, 
Um, we have the chairs, Alison Jerry, very experienced um, in governance, uh, sits on multiple um, boards in Aotearoa, some listed companies, um, and also John McDonald. Um, he has previously led Trade Me for a very long time. Um, as we all know, Trade Me is a very successful business, and John grew, drove a lot of that growth. And then we also have um, the three C, the three EOs. Um, so you got Brooke, Leighton, and Sonia, um, who just inspire me every day. Um, you know, they're very purpose driven um, with Shazies, um, which which is amazing. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my role. Me haro, me haro. Um, and what got you into this kind of mahi? Because finance isn't mm-hmm. something many Māori are uh, into, I guess, um, at a professional level. So what what got you started with that kind of mahi? Yeah, I um, I always knew I wanted to study business when I left school. So in my final year of high school, um, I attended Ngāpuna o Waiore, it's the Rumaki Reo of Western Springs. Mm. And they had a scholarship opportunity called the High Achievers Scholarship, which was a partnership with AUT University here in Auckland to go and study either law or business. And I had my eyes on that scholarship at the start of the year, in my last year, year 13, because I knew I needed um, financial support to be able to go study. And yeah, put in the mahi, ended up getting the scholarship, went to the business school at AUT, uh, studied business, business in general and how business works, you know, what, what are the fundamentals of business. And then from there, I actually went and worked at the bank, at ASB Bank, on their Māori internship, mm. based, here, based here in Tāmaki. And with the internship, the beautiful thing is you get to rotate in the bank. So it's kind of like a graduate program. So you get to feel, you know, like commercial banking, you've got retail banking, you've got product, um, you've got um, wealth, you've got insurance, you've got all these different, you've got global markets, all these different departments within the bank you get to move around. And I guess the one, the department that stood out for me the most was wealth, um, the wealth area. Um, I was just really intrigued on how the investment universe worked. So basically, how do you actually buy shares in a, in a listed company? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you buy bonds, you know, listed bonds? Um, all these types of things. How do you even purchase it? How do you even put money into a term deposit? Um, so there's all these different kind of investment assets that I used to work with. And it really intrigued me to know more about it and how that financial system works. Mm-hmm. And and I used to find that it was very rare that one of the investment clients were Whakapapa Māori. Mm-hmm. And I used to find that why wasn't there more Māori investing? Yeah. Um, you know, if you go right down to the root level, there must have been, there must be some reason there why they're not, you know, is it, is it a generational thing? Um, yeah, I just had, and I, I, I think the system is wasn't designed for Māori um you know and a lot of like I speak to a lot of my whānau and my friends that whakapapa Māori pretty much next to none of them have investments um so yeah but with the question how I got into it worked in wealth and then I actually got headhunted over to a boutique um wealth investment platform um and really grew my expertise in investing and asset allocation and 
how it all works. And then also did my tohu, the AFA, which is accredited financial advisor, which enabled you to give financial advice on um, investments like shares and bonds. And it gives you that competence that you know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, and then continued my path, um, keep learning. I serve a lot to learn. And then I wanted to, so there's that deploying capital, right? That that investment side. But I wanted to grow my knowledge in how do you actually raise capital? Because if you look at the kind of the cycle, when you when you work, when you work right, like if you have a business, you need money to run a business, you need to raise capital. And then once you've raised capital, your business is doing well, you've now got surplus and you're making some good profit. What do you do with that profit? So that's where you deploy it, where I was working. But now I'm in that part where you raise capital. Yeah. And and an awesome opportunity came up at NTT and in the Māori team. And I, I was really passionate to work with Māori entities. And then that's how I got into this role now. Uh, so that's kind of my journey. That's awesome. I, I really, really um, love Māori in this area of, of finance and financial development because it's something that as Indigenous communities, we don't have our voices on mm. on boards and, and things like this. So it's really awesome. Um, what would you say is the best investing advice or um, pākāro you've been given? Yeah, I, I'd probably say um, probably one of the main things is like all of us, and life when we start getting an income, um, we base our 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 kind of living our our lifestyle based on what our income is at a set point in time. Mm. So if I was earning, let's say, sixty thousand per annum, I will base all my spending, my bills, my habits, all around that sixty k. Wow. And then with inflation, and you know, as you get more skilled and more expertise, you can expect your income to go up. Let's say next year goes up. By you know ten percent, right? What what I was doing when I was first starting to work was my my kind of um, lifestyle would just kind of go up too. So I'll buy like instead of the the five dollar bread, I buy the you know the seven dollar bread or whatever. Like you know you increase your your spending in line with your pay. So it's kind of and then you know I don't want lifestyle and these shoes in it. Yeah. So lifestyle inflation and also you oh I want to eat eat out more now and um you know make more money um you know so it's pretty much you you now you've got all the extra money but now you're just kind of you're getting more luxury with your purchases and um i guess you you're not thinking as much about um where your money's going because you're earning more so what i'm saying is if you can kind of keep to your lifestyle with that original income and then try and invest that surplus income if possible, because you know everything goes up. Um, but I think that's that's a pretty good um tip to know is try and not increase your lifestyle of your income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maintain you don't you don't need the latest car or, or whatever it may be. Um, so just try and your surplus income, put it away. Um, does you know, even just putting it into a savings account, um, you know, that earns a little bit of interest, um, or even if you you know if you have a very long term time frame, um, look into stuff you know like shares and stuff. Um, so, the, the, these are all kind of things. I wish I knew a bit earlier uh, mm. when I first got my first income and started getting pay increases. Um, and then a second tip I'll go back to um, is 
just just you know using your money wisely in terms of putting it into things that that appreciate kind of in terms of depreciate and what i mean by that is um like when you get your first job you know you might need a car to get to a to b to get to work you don't need to go and buy like some flash european car you know and then it breaks down and then it costs you more money um and it, it ends up being a liability you know yeah. if you you just get the car that gets you to a to b like you know it has a warrant it, it's safe and it, it's not it's not costing like 30 percent of your income and repayments every week um and it's also not uh, gonna cause a big dent in your pocket to fix it um so yeah it's just it's just um and then also as i say again like as soon as you can get into a house get in you know that's an asset that tends to appreciate more than depreciate i mean you look at the history houses have tended to go up more than they've gone down over time um you know so it's kind of you've got your your assets working for you as well as earning income um like i i think i actually think my house my fare made um more capital gain so the increased value than i was actually earning in my income oh really um awesome. so when i got my place back in 2019 or something um yeah like based on the original purchase price and my latest valuation my house has earned me more money than i actually earned in my nine to five job wow um so that's that's and i'm not i'm not saying that's going to happen again um you know there's a bit of pressure in house prices at the moment but it's it just shows that's what i talk about assets that appreciate um you know because if you buy you know an expensive new car it will tend to drop in value over time yeah yeah um why why do you think investing for maori is is important Oh, I, I think the main reason I I think that investing is important is just just having that kind of understanding on just how investing works, mm. and and I think I don't know what what most whānau do, but instead of you know leaving money in a savings account earning next to nothing, history shows um you know although markets can be volatile, but history shows over time. Um, the likes of shares in that tend to deliver a pretty good return yeah. um, over time. And I think this is important because, you know, I think the, the the main, I mean, if you think about, you know, you've got, you know, necessities in life, you know, like shelter, um, health, you know, having good health, um, you know, access to food and, and water and, you know, all, all these key things. It kind of, if you break it all down, the, the kind of, I think, this is my opinion, the fundamental thing in being able to access quality healthcare, quality education, housing, all comes down to wealth, like mm. what your wealth position is. So if you're, if you're wealthy, you've, you've got putia where you can just go to the doc, like, to the dentist, right, and not have to worry about, can I afford the bill? Yeah, how many whānau don't go to healthcare because they can't afford it? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, and it, see, it all comes back to, wealth and i guess that investing is a function of growing your wealth so that's kind of the relationship yeah like i'm you probably know even myself when i was when i was first working i wasn't earning much i i used to just hold off going to the dentist because i was scared of the bill 
you know, although also the pain, but also, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I, I like seriously, I, I, I never used to go to like the dentist because I, I, I don't know if I could afford it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's others of my walker, eh? Definitely. I, I think that the cost of living just, I think as well as this investing issue for Māori, we have a income problem as well alongside that. And I, yeah. I think I recently read a statistic that um, wahine Māori earn 23% less on average than tāne Pākehā. And so it's, it's you know, this income problem is really big. But if we're able to... Um, become aligned and with our incomes and then also with our investments, then the future for for Māori will just be awesome um, in terms of being able to access our our needs when it comes to healthcare and, and education and all these other things. Yeah, I agree. I, and that, 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 like that statistic, so this is the first time I heard that statistic, just makes me sad, you know, like that we shouldn't be having such a big gap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've met so so many amazing um, wahine Māori. They're just awesome at what they do. Um, and, yeah, just blows me away to hear such a big gap. And I hope that that gap becomes even um, where there is no gap. Um, yeah, but oh, thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah, well, it's it's all about equity, I guess, for for me and my kaupapa, um, and I'm sure you're aligned. But what would you – how do you – there's this problem that I have a lot and it's like how, yeah. or a question that I always get and it's how do you manage being a giver because that's something um, authentic to being Māori but also investing in, in your future. How do you kind of manage those two whakaaro and two priorities, I guess, um, in terms of building your wealth for you and your whānau but also being able to manage that and give? Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a good part to be honest. Um, like for me, and I think most um, Māori, we come from big whānau, eh? Mm. Um, and, you know, when there's tangihana or, or um, some whānau member has some special occasion, we tend to want to give a koha um, to that whānau member. Um, and also, you know, in, when it's like a birthday for one of the um, tamariki and the whānau, you, tend to, you, you know, you want to get something... Um, so you know, as Bryce says, Māori were very giving yeah. to our whānau. Um, and yeah, so I mean, how I balance it is, um, I have a pretty strict budget in terms of so when I allocate, you know, my income, I have a bit of a pop fund where it's just based around whānau, like whānau spending. Um, and yeah, I just add to that, and that's the pot of money I touch in terms of koha. Um, even if we like. We have a tangi. Sometimes you might have to go like to the other side of Aotearoa, and it's not cheap to get to the other side. Eh? Like either you'd be flying or driving. It's not cheap. So it's just having that kind of that putia there where you can travel to yeah. a tangi for your whānau. Like you shouldn't be not going to a tangi because you can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and that's why it all like that. What do we refer to it as? Emergency fund. Um, you know, I, I highly recommend we all need an emergency fund for stuff like that. Like, yeah, you just don't, I guess for us as anything to do with whānau um, occasions or whānau, um, important kaupapa for whānau, 
you never want money to be the barrier to mm. that, you know? Um, yeah, so I think it's just how to balance it is, is try and allocate a whānau fund or something um, that's specifically useful, these types of things, and then have your allocation as well around investing as well. And as I say, like, you don't have to... You don't have to be investing like hundreds of dollars every week or whatever. You can invest, um, and you know it, well, you can actually invest, I believe, one cent into a share. Um, you know, so for example, you could do five dollars a week or something, even two dollars a week. I say, okay, I quit to tikaha. Um, investing doesn't involve heaps of money that you need all this money, you know, or you need a minimum investment of of at least 250 bucks or whatever it may be. Mm. And I think that's where really sharesies have done really well. Um, they've come into the market, um, and me as a sharesie customer myself, um, prior to being a future director, of, I was a sharesies customer, um, and they made it really accessible for everyday small investors mm. to do those little investments, like $5 here and there. Because right. traditionally, a lot of before the likes of sharesies, you know, you there was minimum investment amounts and it was also hard to understand how do you even invest? Like, you know, I think Shazzy's just made that whole um, investment um, understanding really easy um, and also made it accessible. Yeah. And and what would you use, what kind of investing platforms do you use to grow your money mindset or your mātauranga um, around investing? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, um, with, in terms of my investing, so I have, um, I use Shazies. So I have my own portfolio on Shazies. I also have a portfolio for my son on Shazies, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, so on the app, I got a logger to my account and I can see my son's account too. I can switch and I put money into his account so that when he grows up, he will have a bit of a nest egg, so a bit of a head start. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I use Shazies for my um, shares, et cetera. Uh, my Kiwi Saver is currently invested through Select Kiwi Saver, and um, one of the key reasons is uh, Select Kiwi Saver have um, an Australasian equity fund in their Kiwi Saver based on Te Ao Māori values uh, called Tahito. Mm. Um, I believe it's the only Kiwi Saver at the moment um, with Tahito in it. So I have my putia there. I really believe in the fund, and um, and that Tahito fund's also on Shizis as well. It's a pretty unique fund. Um, so I think go back to your example here, just, just when I say like Māori values investing, you know, they, they have a screener in place where they only invest into companies listed on the Australian and New Zealand stock exchange that have at least one wahine on the board. Really? Because it comes back to that, um, yeah, it comes back to that, um, gender diversity Mm. and, and for other examples are like, you know, if you... If you're like a mining company and you you know you dig into papa, you know if you can't show how you restore papa back to its normal um, habitat, is that the word? Like to its normal habitat, then you won't be in the portfolio because you ruin papa. And then even like rangi, you know, the sky that all's measured in like CO two, etc. Yeah, but in terms of platforms, yeah, really just you share these queue servers or slip queue server, um, and yeah, that's really um, the platforms I use. Um, and, yeah, I'm not saying you should use them too, um, but it's just what I use. 
that's that's really awesome. What do you have any um, advice for someone starting out their investing journey or things to bear in mind? Yeah, I think it's just um, if you're starting out, help set out kind of how much you can afford each week. That doesn't kind of in, impact your kind of your health or you know you're not giving up on like key necessities to live. Um, mm. Yeah, so understand kind of how much, even if, is it $5 a week that you can afford or um, $10, whatever it may be, understand what your budget is. And then once you've got that, try and set up like an auto auto invest mm. every week. So you can have um, through Sharesies, you can actually allocate a certain amount of money you want to deposit every week or month, whatever it may, may be. And the reason I like that auto is that um, it does it for you automatically. It's like KiwiSaver, you know, like KiwiSaver, it takes it out automatically. Because um, if you're manually, like, always transferring, it can be a bit hoha if you're doing manual, but automatic. Yeah, so understand how much you can do, automatically do it. If at any times you can't do it one week, you can turn it off. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, um, that just encourages you to keep investing. And then I'd say try and, um, if you get wage increases or anything, try and up it. Yeah. And then if you get any any windfalls, so any like large sums of money, like maybe a birthday, you get a bit of putia from Fano, try and put some of that away as well. Because yeah. it all adds up. I, I will say the more you put in will be the more you get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for your corridor today. And I really do appreci- appreciate it. And I think um those listening in today will also. So thank you so much for your corridor. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? For anyone listening in today, um, no, Carl. But however, I I I do have yeah that are following your platform. Um, I think you put out some awesome, um, for Carl. Um, I follow your platform. I uh, really enjoy seeing your posts. Um, and also, there's another um platform you may know of called Hidden Figures. It's a yes. I think a Wahine Maori. Um, they also put out some awesome um for as well. Um. Yeah, so get amongst it. And also, yeah, like like Shazies, I mean, you will see they've also put out a lot of uh, great, uh, just really education around financial literacy, et cetera. Um, yeah, so just get amongst it. And I will say, look, if you've just started your investing journey, um, just don't let it kind of overwhelm you. Um, just try and start small, even if that if that's what it means. Yeah. Um, and the more, yeah, just always remember, right, like, when you're investing, you're not like throwing money away and you're not losing it. You're actually building a bit of a nest egg. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my last whakaaro. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, ka pai Thanks for your time. You too. Kakiti. Today we have a very special offer and that is for all of the Māori Millionaire community who wants to start investing through Sharesies. So use the Sharesies New Zealand promo code PUTEA, P-U-T-E-A, to get a bonus $10 into your account ready to invest. Check out the terms and conditions in the podcast description. The offer is only available to New Zealand residents who do not already have a Sharesies account. Tēnā katoa.